Hello and welcome to episode 118 of the Yoga Life podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And lately, I've had babies on the brain for for my own personal reasons, because I'm now a father. Last week, we had Emily talking about pregnancy, giving birth. The week before that, we had Helena talking about fertility, making babies. But how do we get to that stage? How do we meet someone special? Well, luckily enough, today we're speaking with a matchmaking expert, Mairead Lockman. Mairead has matched over 5,500 people successfully in Ireland, and she does it the old-fashioned way, meeting, consulting, and letting courtship happen. So um, if you are single or you uh, are interested to um, learn about matchmaking, this is the podcast for you. Uh, we also have a bit of a laugh. As always, why not? Life is too short. Um, Mairead is actually recommended, recommended to me by Helena, and Mairead is about to start her own podcast, which is coming out very soon, uh, in October, actually. If you enjoy this episode, if you find it funny, get a good bit of information from it, please share it with a friend or maybe like or subscribe. Leave a comment if that's possible. And if you'd like to support this podcast, but also look after yourself through movement meditation, you can join my online platform. Movement and meditation with me, Kevin, for 19 euro a month. You can cancel any time as well, so there's no commitment, and you get a free week's trial. Check that out at kevinboyyoga.ie forward slash membership. So without further ado, here is Mairead. Good morning, how are you? <laughs> Good morning. Beautiful sunny morning as well. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And um, we don't need to be too quiet. We know there's a baby sleeping downstairs. Yes, this but... is your first podcast to record since Eve arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but as I was saying to you before we start recording, you like in the hospital and in other environments, baby can sleep for anything. So uh, yeah, yeah. We, can, we can be loud if we need okay. to be. Okay, <laughs> we won't be that loud. We'll be a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully it won't get too passionate. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about love. I know. Um, so, Marie, I, I was very interested to speak to you after speaking to Alina. Yes. Who was a fertility expert. Yes. And um, would it be fair to say you're a matchmaking expert? Yes. So I'm a matchmaker and dating specialist is what I say. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing it since 2016. Mm -hmm. um, I've sent approximately five and a half thousand people on dates. That number has probably gone up, but I haven't had time to measure it since post-COVID. It's been too busy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've met the most extraordinary people, most extraordinary stories when you're dealing with humans and their life that has come before the day they meet you to help them find love you can absolutely find out all different stories all <laughs> along the way you know what's the process then how, how do because obviously i mean we have things like um tinder or bumble and then easy knowing you're off the market a little while and <laughs> <laughs> um, is plenty of fish still going I don't plenty of fish is still going oh yeah there's a few different other ones then as well that i don't think people use and stuff hinge as well i hinge, believe is one yes that's another one so obviously people with that with their process with using them is to you know sign up an account but how do they work with you okay so mine is completely different to online dating so yeah. that's why i think people are like thank god can i just come <laughs> and meet with you you know but um, how it works is I meet every single client for matchmaking with for a consultation in in person. So even though I would have had a lot of consultations during lockdown, I still met every single person since then before I sent them on a date. So that's the first part of the process. From there then, 
Um, I also hold the consultations all over Ireland, so Dublin, Galway, Cork, Limerick, Kilkenny, and I'm from Mullingar myself, so I have consultations there as well. And then from there, how the matchmaking side of things work, I send people on three dates. I say over a year, but I try and get them out in the dates as quickly as possible, but I'll never send them on a date with someone unless I feel that there'd be a suitable match for them. Mm. Sometimes it can take a little bit of time, um, depending what part of the country you're in, how old you are, what specifically you're looking for. Like I was in Cork last week and a lady said to me, I only want to meet a guard. So, you know, <laughs> straight away you're like, okay, well. And Coppers is closed. Is, now, is <laughs> Copper Face Jacks now closed? Yeah, well, it's not in Cork anyway. Oh, so, so you're in Cork, yeah, of so course, in Cork. Oh, yeah. So like, I'm like, and Copper Face Jacks definitely probably won't be open anytime soon. So I'm like, uh, okay. So, you know, we have to do a little bit of work in the background. It takes a little bit more time, we'll say, for, for someone who's looking for something very specific. But I do listen to them. Sometimes I feel that maybe their expectations are a little bit high. And I'll say to them, you know, you've kind of pigeonholed yourself because of whatever reason. Or sometimes I might say to them, I think you need to up your game a bit. You know, you're mm. not giving yourself enough credit and you need to be a little bit more confident in yourself. Anything can happen. I never know who I'm going to meet. It's funny when I go to meet people there, like as I'm walking in sometimes to, because I have them in different hotels and meetings all over the country. You'll see some going, hi, how are you? And I'm like, oh, that must be my meeting because I never know who I'm meeting, but they've seen my face. Of course. On either social media or on my website. Yeah. What What is the big challenge then? Um, I mean, <coughs> I, okay, I'm making an assumption here that yeah. it's more difficult for people to meet now than it was in the past. But yeah. um, and because I think generally we're living more isolated lifestyles yes, with technology. Absolutely. Technology is fantastic for convenience, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I mean, we don't need humans as much. Yes. Um, for convenience purposes um, but what would you say is have you found to be the reasons why people say I find it hard to meet someone um, there's so many because each individual is so different but if we look at how maybe dating has changed with being online and everything like that I find that people are really haven't like there hasn't been enough studies done on how dating has changed even the last 10 years with even the likes of Tinder alone as an app because it's so quick. Mm. Like you could literally be like swipe left, swipe right, but you could be like left, 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 right, 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 right. As quickly as that, you're making big decisions, you yeah, know, <laughs> like yeah. you might be eliminating some really great people because of a really bad photo. Um, but I think as well, because dating has become a lot quicker, I think people's mental health and their whole thinking around dating I don't think people give, you know, single people enough credit for the amount of trauma that dating has actually started to bring to people. So a few years ago, before um, online dating, sometimes you'd be out on a night out and you might meet somebody and you might get their number. And because there wasn't so many opportunities, we'll say, you might have given that person a little bit more of a chance than you normally would have. But now mm. you might be talking to up to 14 people at a time is what the online figures are. Wow. And so if you're talking to 14 people at a time, you're talking to someone that's taller, thinner, Blonder, more money, funnier, better, you know, more educated, better job. Like there's so many different aspects. So you're not really focusing on one person and you're kind of like a little bit here, a little bit there. So there's less investment. But like that as well, you could really build up a rapport with someone. You could be talking to them for three, four days, sometimes three, four weeks, sometimes three, four months. And like that, you could be delighted. Mm. So people are not giving, I think, single people enough credit for the little traumas like they could be at home on a, on a Thursday night, random Thursday night, thinking, oh, I'll text them back now, whatever. And they could go to their phone, they're blocked. Or they could get all dressed up to go on a date, which 
in fairness for a lot of people, you know, it's a big thing. It's as nerve wracking as maybe going for a job interview or something. So they're all dressed up to go for a date and someone doesn't turn up. So this is what online dating has sometimes become. People are disposable. And when you as a person with heart are disposable, it can become very, very difficult. So that's why I set up um, Love HQ um, for matchmaking. I was thinking to myself a number of years ago, I realized how difficult it was to meet people. And um, I kind of looked at some of my friends that I thought, you know, they're not as, we'll say, extrovert, whatever, um, as I am. They might be a little bit quieter, they might be a little bit shyer, socially maybe not as forthcoming, we'll say. And I thought, if I'm finding it difficult and I'm out there and pretty confident in myself, you know, what is someone like that doing? And yeah, I've met lots of people like that along the way. Um, and it's, it's incredible, really, you know. Mm. Some people that are extremely shy. I met one guy. He could barely talk to me when he came to the consultation. I thought he was really angry with me. So even his shyness came across as quite aggressive, you know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, you know, um, are you okay? Um, and I was like, I, I, you know, you're trying to think, like, are you feeling comfortable now? You're trying to open questions, not like, are you really angry with me? Yeah. But it's just his shyness came across that way. Mm. So I was having to work with him for a little bit. Um, I met uh, another lovely gentleman that when I said to him, he just seemed extremely lonely and that's a whole other element as well that we might talk about but um another gentleman that i met and he said to me he hadn't had a hug in 12 years now the studies on hugs like you've just had a new baby i'm sure she, you all just want to hug her constantly the studies that have been done is for maintenance alone we're supposed to have a minimum of eight hugs a day for at least 20 seconds and when I came here today, you were like, can we hug? And I was like, well, you've just had a new baby and everything like that. <laughs> so even COVID hasn't been, you know. Maybe sound like a weirdo. No, you're not. But I'm a huggy natu- person. You seem like, yeah, yeah and I could and tell by your body language you are yeah, for it. But and I was like, yeah. I know, but you've just had a new baby. You'll be holding <laughs> the new baby later and everything like that. So I'm trying to be responsible, obviously. But yeah. um, I am a huggy person. And so, like, you're supposed to have hugs for at least 20 seconds. And then, so if you look at all these little things, like that alone, not having physical contact, if any of your listeners or someone has listened to this today, um, if they've ever broken up with someone, yeah, you miss them, you miss the routine, you miss the messages in the morning. But one of the things you will really miss is actual physical contact, like skin on skin, which is obviously so important even for babies, but it's important for humans, so it is. So it's all of those things. Um, That's the sad side of what I do. But there's all the happy (laughs) sides as well, you know. But the problem is that well, the challenge with these mm-hmm. apps is that they're trying to hack the human experience. Okay. I, I worked in AI before, artificial intelligence. Yes. And w- we have this view of like a dystopian future where the robots are running everything and we're the slaves to the robots. Mm-hmm. But the truth is the human brain is so complex. We mm-hmm. don't, If we don't understand it, we can't teach a machine to be like it. Yeah. So I know on Bumble, for example, there's some sort of time limit where you have to get back within 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. And it's a, so instead of... Um, you, you you can't that really cheapens uh the experience of courting yes you know? it does it really <laughs> does absolutely yeah i also think like putting your photograph up online like it kind of feels like done deal you know like you're uh, <laughs> you know like you're a prized bull or something like that and you're like okay what price will i get for myself sort of thing i know it sounds awful but like you know um like i often think of some of my clients like they're amazing people some of them that come to me you know um hugely successful have got huge careers have done huge things in their life they come as a fabulous person and they're saying to me i'm on all the apps 
and like they are taking a photograph of themselves putting it up online being like um, like the only way I can liken it to is um you know when you're growing up and they're picking sports teams and they're all lined up against the wall and you're like you 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 for each team am I going to be the last person standing and it's kind of like that and still very often because of whatever um you you get picked or you don't get picked it's mm. it's a crazy selection process and and also and also as well it's you don't know you're you're basing your your, your a bi- as you said a big decision mm-hmm. on what people look like like i i did plenty of fish um i did tinder mm-hmm. and i had terrible luck yeah. because the main thing was my height Mm-hmm. I'm five eleven and three quarters. Okay, so you're not hitting the six I'm foot mark. Not, well, you should have just lied, you know, because everyone else is lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm one hundred eighty two centimeters, and a six foot is one hundred eighty three centimeters. Okay, yes. So uh, that's barefoot. Uh, yeah. You can tell I've got a complex about this yes, now. But yeah. but um, but so the main thing I found was women, women would straight up ask me first question: How tall totally, are you? Yeah. Are you really like this height or whatever? Yeah. And the second question would be. Um, Either can you grow a beard or I prefer beards type oh, really? thing. The whole beard oh, thing, wow, yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, that must have been a phase. Yeah, I think it was a phase. <laughs> phase this is like yeah. maybe seven years ago. Yeah, that must have been the ba- beard phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but it really damaged my confidence uh, mm-hmm. and I would consider myself quite a confident person. And even I would be at, on, on a date and mm-hmm. the person would go off to the toilet and at uh, one time I remember she put her phone back on the bar and I seen that she'd been on Tinder while she was in the toilet. Yeah. So, it, it, and it, you think to yourself, well, if I'm disposable, mm-hmm. then you're disposable. I yeah. feel like this relationship is disposable. I know, yeah, you're not investing in it and everything like no. that. Um, some people, they, yeah, some people, height would be a thing for ladies, but like that, men would prefer to meet a lady that's smaller than them. So there's like a number of different things that I think are important when I'm matching somebody. Um, one is if they're a smoker or not. Believe it or not, that's one of the biggest things that are like people are really strong about. Men and women. Men and women, yeah. Mm. Whether they, if they're a smoker, they'd nearly prefer to meet someone that's a smoker. If they've recently given up, they definitely don't want to meet someone that's a smoker. Mm. And then um, sometimes people that don't smoke are a little bit more, um, we'll say, flexible, you know. Um, but that's a very strong one, I think. Wow. Okay. Um, second of all is whether or not they want to have kids and whether they have kids already. Now, if they have kids already, that's generally okay, depending on the number and age. Um, but if they uh, want to have children, they're they're very clear on the fact that they want to have children. So that mm. would be a big thing as to whether or not I match two people. Height then as well. Um, ladies tend to pr- be with taller men or men that are taller than them, even yeah. like a little bit taller so that they can wear heels. <laughs> and guys then, I suppose, like, you know, there is the whole feminine, masculine thing guys do prefer to have a lady that's a little bit smaller than them so that they feel like the man and i suppose that's normal um kind of normal makeup so it is you Mm. know that if you actually think about what men the position they want to have in a household and the lady the position they want to have in a household um like if we look at society over the last number of years like my parents had me when my mom was 23 and my dad was 24 um and now like i have a lot of friends mid-30s that are only starting to have their families and everything like that. That's one generation has like skipped like mm. 12, 13, 14, 15 years in between even having their first child. Mm. So, you know, with the way society, society has gone, we're still human beings. We're still looking for the same as really what our parents were looking for. 
um, on a natural side of things, but society and timing wise has changed so dramatically over the last few years. What about mm. age? How, how does that, what are the preferences mm. between men and women, gaps or? In it? the majority, like to be honest, 90 per, 95% um, guys t- want to meet a lady that's similar age or younger mm-hmm. and ladies like to meet similar age or older. Mm-hmm. So it's probably the natural thing. Last week I was having a great chat with Helena that you had on <sighs> about fertility and dating. We were calling it... Um, Mating and dating, you know, it's <laughs> good. <laughs> it was nice. Good. She came up with that. I was like, that is good, you know. But um, we were chatting about all different things, but like the the actual natural and physical side of the age of sperm and um, all, all the different elements from her side, you know, the natural side of actually having children was huge. So it was. Mm. Um, so like there is all that element to be brought in like it's not just matchmaking people often think you have the easiest job in the world like people are just falling in love but there's so many elements that come yeah. into it because you've got to think long term long term but you also have this whole past that people are bringing with them possibly mm. some as they consider it baggage but I don't but their life experience that they're bringing with them mm. um, everything lifestyle body type um, li- everything the interests thi- things you cannot one thing I, I really love is someone like with like good posture or, yeah. or who walks a certain way yes. and you can't tell that from a photo even from a video or no. you you have to be around the person like when i met rach um i met her through in a yoga class yes and other things like character traits mm-hmm. you um you can't see, i mean people can say they feel they're this type of person that mm-hmm. type of person but until you get to be intimate with them in terms of speaking yeah. to them you don't know so when i met rach I haven't told anyone this, by the way, but you're the perfect person Yay. to tell. And the world. <laughs> and the world. <laughs> um, I, uh, I just, uh, I thought, first thing I noticed was she was very, uh, she looked kind of a bit shy. And okay. she had glasses on and um, she just finished yoga class. So she mm. wasn't done up at all. She's been like, whatever. But yeah. I said to her, um, just being friendly to her, mm. chatting away. And I said, uh, oh, what are you up to now? Are you doing the second class? Because normally the, the yeah. two classes one back to back. And she said, no, I have to go to this um, meeting. Um, it's for the Deaf Society. And I, oh, I said, oh, do you um, do you uh, do you have a deaf family member or something? And she said, no, I'm learning sign language because mm-hmm. I think it's really uh, un- unfair that people who are hard of hearing yeah. can't communicate with us. Yes, absolutely. And I thought, wait a second, you are going to learn sign language just because you'd like to communicate with people that can't. Wow, what a person. <laughs> and my, I was yeah. like, I'm in wow. love. Yeah. I, 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 I thought because my main thing is I realized mm. that I really cherish in a partner or someone long term is kindness. That's, I, that's, I always say this, <laughs> the number one thing is kindness. It really is. It's, if you listen to anything I've ever done, it's always kindness, kindness, kindness. Yeah. And it's kindness on the most natural level, not when it just suits somebody, mm. but it's kindness in someone's core like that. Yeah. And, and also as well, I'm, I'm a, mm. a bit of a, a social media whore, maybe you would say like, <laughs> I'm always on social media, you know, yeah. it's, um, I do enjoy it to some degree, but with Rach, she's yeah. not on wasn't on it at all at that stage mm-hmm. so it was like so you were not she able w- to stalk her no. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, what's your <laughs> name? Yeah. but 
but she so therefore she, it's not like she's doing this to show that i'm doing it because it, mm-hmm. sometimes like we do things and we're a bit like oh look at me doing this good thing yes. look how good i'm she's virtuous i am us. she was just, just doing, doing it us. to be a good person and then yeah. you know um talk about a family member that she was helping and stuff and i just thought that that so that so to see not so to see in my mind and i thought this person is someone special yeah um but i just <laughs> i i left it then mm-hmm. and then um we i thought okay I, i'm gonna speak to her again but i'm gonna let her kind of initiate it yeah and um or at least show me that she wants yeah, to speak we were back trying to, to me. be professional like I yeah, exa- well, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's another thing um and she said um so we started talking about books and i don't really read too much mm-hmm. and then i said uh oh I, i'm listening to an audiobook at the moment yeah. <laughs> so i'm happy to share it with you if you want because she'd given me a book already to yes. read and um love I, I know yes. yeah and i actually this is kind of bad but i actually didn't read the book so i just yeah. kind of dog-eared it a little bit okay. and then i listened to the summary on audible <laughs> I know. You, it's blinkist as well you can do the whole book in 12 minutes yeah, blink- yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah exactly yeah but then so but then i like, just to get the rapport going it's a bit like if someone says to you mm. oh do you like this activity you're not going to go no you're going to say try to relate yeah, to some degree I or do what it once like when i was 12 exactly yeah, do what you can to keep get some rapport <laughs> yeah. going and then i and then when i had the audiobook i said oh i can share this with you if you like um yeah. do you would you prefer facebook or whatsapp yes. or whatever yes. so the whatsapp and then we had phone numbers and then i left it then and again maybe like two months or something yes. and then she initiated the contact with me and then it went from there okay. but it was the fact that it was it was almost like um when you have like a, a, a romantic relationship at work or something mm-hmm. and it's forbidden yeah. and therefore if you don't if you let it uh, fester is the wrong word but kind of simmer yeah it can it can go into a friend zone or it can blossom to something else yeah it actually it got because i would think about her every now and then and we weren't texting at all and it was mm-hmm. mu- this like la- yeah. this lasted months yes. i just thought oh maybe i'll see her again a bit it's, like the olden days yes. when when we didn't have phones you know like i might happen to bump into them okay. and it's that serendipity that makes it quite exciting because yes. uh and i think maybe the the kind of love uh yeah blossom you were lucky though that it didn't just yeah you know but this is this is maybe why that chance those chance meetings don't happen as much now because we don't live in little neighborhoods together that we see each we other don't. we don't we're and especially going, anyway that's living in dublin or cities or anything like that mm. it can you can lose an opportunity there is missed connections and everything along the way yeah but what have actually happened there so i don't know if you know the science behind this and if you know about pheromones when you would have met with rachel what happens is her pheromones and your pheromones would this happens when you meet all men and males and females or whoever you're attracted to same-sex couples or whatever your pheromones bounce off each other and basically you're trying to figure out if your bodies are subconsciously trying to figure out if you'd be good to procreate wow yeah so and here's eve (laughs) so it worked but um you know it is it's crazy but what it is it's natural scent that you give out and that she give out so actually a yoga class be a really great place to meet somebody Mm. um helena would have said as well that too many people are wearing all these perfumes and embryos don't like perfumes and everything she actually says that but actually from uh from a natural point of view if you're going to a yoga class you'll have all sweaty people now next week Mm. but you should have a limited amount of unnatural scent we'll say so your natural sense is what will help attract people Mm. and it tends to be around knee height 
if I'm honest, where the I, where the scent lingers from what I've been reading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy. So that's why <laughs> it's great. That's maybe why pubs, sweaty pubs and everything like that. But if you're wearing lots of perfumes and, you know, lots of um, fabric conditioners, everything like that, your natural scent very often it doesn't doesn't hold as well. That's why a lot of women that come to me, they're like super professional, but they have this really strong, like nearly Middle Eastern perfume sometimes. And I'm like, calm down with the perfumes now. Just overpowering then, is it? Yeah, it can, because you can't, you can't get their natural scent. Now, you're not going around with your armpit up or anything <laughs> like that. But that's initially what would happen. So actually a yoga class would be a really great place to meet someone because you're on different levels and you're not, you are obviously maybe naturally, not hugely, you know, um, cardio level or whatever but mm. there would be a natural scent um yeah, to it's, that. it's a funny one but it's a difficult one because well, firstly yoga classes are normally majority female, female and still and yeah, still are crazy. and i think as well some women would want i mean most women would want to feel like they could go there with, sometimes you see like the odd lad come in and like especially younger lad like mm. oh look at all the women in the tight gear whatever yeah but but generally now because yoga is being more practiced and yeah. i think uh, actually what surprised me more is when you see men and they're just like they're real into it you know yes. uh, I mean I was like that myself you're kind of a bit immature and you don't really know mm-hmm. it's, it seems like a, a strange environment to be in yeah. but uh, but yeah I think as well when you finish yoga class you're so relaxed mm-hmm. you're so physically open and your body yeah. language is comfortable that that mingling you can do before and after it's um, even if you don't meet someone directly at yoga, which it, it shouldn't be yeah. for meeting people, but yes. um, but you could uh, meet someone who might say, oh, my sister might like you or my yes. brother might like you or whatever. And that's it. And people are afraid to do a little bit of matchmaking. Because yeah. They're afraid that like, they'll judge them and everything. But yeah, it is. It's. I think it's very important. I've met uh, an increased number of men within the next last two years, I would think, that are either doing yoga, Pilates, meditation. Um, mm. those kind of levels now with kind of become cooler or something I don't know but maybe the type of person that's coming to me yeah. um, there would be a few more I would definitely say if there's any men that are doing yoga that would like to come and have a chat with me I have lots of other ladies that might have similar interests to you and everything that. and ladies as well obviously but I have already women on my books that are like I'd love to meet someone that would do that that they would go like I spent the weekend up in Galgorm the Galgorm Resort I've seen yeah yeah it's beautiful mm. like it was unreal i would highly recommend to anybody that's either single or in a relationship you know um but there's like lovely places there that if you did practice yoga like it it would be just heaven so it would there's like Mm. a little room if it's raining that's literally on the river Mm. um there's like lovely grass areas lovely private wood areas everything like that like just to get a time out and everything but Mm. yeah that's really um so pheromones first of all um would be really important another thing you touched on there is trying to build it up because obviously you meet you're after meeting someone in a professional environment you're not going to just jump in so say if someone did find love in one of your yoga classes or in a professional capacity there's a great little trick that they can do so it's called the upside down triangle so it's a minimally invasive yeah that's not a yoga position before we start (laughs) he's like i haven't heard about that one (laughs) um it's a, a minimally um kind of low impact well it's high impact but low uh, embarrassment level trick you can use so it's a thing where you would look at this we say one eye for a couple of seconds while you're talking to somebody so you can get a deeper gaze mm-hmm. and you would look at the other eye for a couple of seconds and while you're talking to them you would look at their mouth and what this does is it sends a subliminal message to the other person you would like to kiss them 
Now, in Ireland, what I often find is that people are really bad at flirting. <laughs> okay, so we'll be like, oh, you're great, and you'll slap them on the back or kind of playground mentality, nearly pull their hair, you know, that sort of situation. But yeah. people are really bad at saying, you, do you want to go for a coffee or like, um, can I get your number? That's the other thing you were saying, but Rachel didn't have like an Instagram or like a lot of social media. Like I would say to people, if you're single, a little bit of social media is no harm that people can, because people are less likely to ask your number these days. Mm. They're more likely to look you up on Instagram or on Facebook or something like that. So it's no harm to have a little something there. Make sure it doesn't still say you're married or in a relationship <laughs> or anything like that. And make sure that the profile photograph is good as well, you know, and something if you're into yoga, maybe have like a yoga photograph up. I had one lady, um, I did a kind of a media thing a couple of years ago and uh, I'll get to the, the upside down triangle in a minute. Sorry. <laughs> but we had a thing where she was saying she'd like to meet someone that isn't into drinking. And so I looked at her online photographs and all three of them was, were her out with the drink, cocktails, everything in her hand. And she said she wouldn't like to meet someone that, you know, drinks too much because she's into more mindfulness and, you know, um, personal development and everything. So she was like, wow, the perception that I'm putting out there mm. is phenomenally different to what it, the person I'm looking for. Yeah. So the upside down triangle, yes, yeah, so is the three different, one eye, the other eye, and then looking at their mouth. Um, it's giving them a subliminal message that you would like to kiss them. And because people are so bad at flirting, they're probably going to open up a little bit more to you now as well. Yeah. So by doing that, um, you can do it a few times over, you know, even if you're out for drinks is a great one. Um, say if you're in a bar and you're like, oh, I don't know if this person saves you talking to them for six, seven hours, you know, and then not getting a number at the end of the evening. Mm. Or in a work situation, it's extremely good because um, we all hear of these Christmas party romances, which we probably won't have a lot of this year. <laughs> but... Um, by doing something like this, it gives them kind of just the nod that you do like them. It might up the notch a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes what you might find as well is the person you're talking to stops talking or they'll like be distracted, but they don't know what they've been distracted by. Yeah. So it's a little bit of magic. So it is. Yeah, that is brilliant. You're absolutely down. So I, I, mouth. That's it. Repeat. That's it. <laughs> and you do it kind of slow it down and everything and you can yeah. stop. Now, don't go crazy staring or they'll be like, <laughs> one, two, three, or they'll be like, two, I got something out of you know, but. <laughs> But if you just do it kind of gently and everything like that, it's a body language kind of technique, but I find yeah. it works extremely well. Well, me, that's a brilliant one. The yeah. upside down triangle. Um, me and Rach, before Eve came along, which, you know, uh, so last week, um, we our guilty pleasure is mm -hmm. watching first dates. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, so, and I was actually... About You'd love my job. About, so. about, You'd love it. <laughs> yeah, about seven years ago, I was supposed to be on first dates. Oh, I, no I got to like the final interview. Wow. Okay. And um, then, what, but what I realised was the Irish first dates. Yes. Is, what I realised was they were asking me all these questions that were trying to almost. I think they want characters on yes, the show. So, so yeah. like, a, like almost like to, like a drama to have. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I know uh, I've actually some of my clients have been on it. Okay. And I know some people personally that have been on it as well. So yeah, I know the type of person. Yeah. So it's so they, they think they thought, oh, okay, maybe this guy's like the cheeky London Cockney mm -hmm. geezer, that type yeah. of thing. And they were saying, you know, what kind of women do you like? And do you like drinking? And, uh, and I says, well, a woman, she's got to be kind, um, yeah. good, close with her family, blah, blah. And then they're like, nah, what, what, yeah, you want they're, someone that's up for us. They're yeah, yeah, they were trying to get that at me, basically. Yeah. And then I thought the reason why I decided not to go for it yeah. was because I realized then if I went on that show, it was with the time when I was used to drink for mm -hmm. a fair bit. Um, I'd probably would have got a bit drunk 
and said something then that I would have regretted and then that would always be on yeah. YouTube you know uh, that's the guy who slapped a bird's ass or something like that yeah, you know because yeah. that's probably what I would have done back then <laughs> know, yeah. you know as a joke kind of flirty know, way yeah. um but but um but <laughs> but speaking of, of that I uh like when we were watching first dates we were, they were speaking to I think it was Fred and he was talking about what women find attractive yeah. so I'm just interested in this one of the things that stood out was they mentioned that if a man is quite slow or his body language is quite slow that's mm -hmm. quite attractive because mm -hmm. it's non-threatening yeah as a but the the problem is when people get nervous they talk really fast they talk really fast yeah. so what have you what have you because it sounds like what, what's the firstly what's the split between say men and women that come to you as in percentage wise would you say um there's different things that i do so the first thing is matchmaking so it would be pretty 50 50 with matchmaking yeah. depending on the time of year this time of year i'd normally get a lot more um, gentlemen down the country after doing the ploughing championships so I get a lot of farmers and also a lot of businessmen right. would come to me because I'd be doing eight nine radio interviews in one in three days basically yeah. while I'm down there but um, it's normally 50 50 throughout the year depending on times of year and coming up to Valentine's Day I normally get a few extra women would say it kind of goes up that way but mm. um that's be there but also i do another thing called a table for six and that's kind of how i really launched into the market um i sent three single ladies and three single men on group dinner dates all over ireland so oh. for that i would have gotten a huge amount of men but i got an extraordinary amount of women like this is obviously the ideal way that ladies would like to date you know um, and what happens is I send six people for dinner and it's like a nice relaxed evening mm. um, and look you know, that would get a, l a lot more ladies but uh, at the moment everything on that is on hold because it's hard enough to actually organise a table for six there is a lot of admin and the background for it for someone then to maybe ring you 24 hours in advance and say hi I have like some symptoms and I have to go and get tested yeah. and then the tables be unbalanced so we've just had to put a pause on that for the moment That's actually funny you say table <laughs> for six because that's another thing we were binging on was a uh, couple come down with me. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay, so similar lot. to that. It's okay. just, I think the fascinating thing about what you're talking about yeah. and <clears throat> this whole um, courtship is the vulnerability that people mm -hmm. ha uh, are, um, are expressing. Yeah. And it, there's something very like endearing about that, that Absolutely. people are brave enough. Like, um, you know, I, I, when I, I would be kind of, I used to be kind of shy approaching someone face to face mm -hmm. because I didn't, wouldn't consider myself a conventionally good looking guy, yeah. like not square jawed or uh, no facial hair, not particularly tall. So I wouldn't, but, um, so I have found the, um, so when I see a guy chatting a, t a, a lady up <laughs> in the uh, bar or whatever, I think fair play to you, man. Yeah. That takes wow. so much guts. Yeah. It does. But often, in my experience, what would happen is the friend would often say, she's not interested, all right? Leave us alone. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, all right, okay. And then, um, or, and to combat that, guys would start reading things like The Game. Then you've yes, heard of that book. yeah. My brother-in-law told me about it, actually. Oh, my God. He sends me the most random stuff about dating. And it's actually <laughs> great from to see from a male point of view. Like, he's so fun and everything, and he works in digital marketing. So he, like, sends me these crazy things. I'm like, what, what magazines do you look at? <laughs> but it's all digital marketing stuff, you know. Yeah. But yeah, the game. It's very manipulative, you know. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, okay, then they have all this code, like there's a three pack, you know, there's three mm -hmm. women at the bar. You need to approach from a right angle and uh, speak to this one first, but don't yeah. look at her. And, and it's, it's all like a science. I don't 
now correct maybe that works for some people in the short term but you're not being yourself you're not absolutely not like you just said that something that and i believe this the most important thing you should find in somebody or look for in somebody is kindness okay so if we were all to be a little bit kinder with dating okay from even from the nights that you're out if one a lady was a little bit more flirting or you know so i think people should learn how to flirt i think they really should learn about their body language i think people should give someone an opportunity if you go out on a night out as a single person with the girls or as the guys go out or even mixed or whatever the better nights for all is the ones where you meet up another group of whatever you're looking for so if it's the girls and you meet up with other guys you can end up having the best night ever because it's just random guys you're having fun you know, you're all just kind of flirting and everything is getting on well, okay? Yeah. But in the nights where nobody comes over and talks to you, oh, it was fine, we had a few drinks. If everybody just made that extra little bit of effort mm. and actually gave someone uh, credit for coming over and instigating a conversation, first of all, or um, if people's approach wasn't like the game. So if a guy comes over and he's like, hey girls, how are you getting on? Like, uh, you look great tonight. Really cheesy. Mm. They're both going to be like, Right, go on, you know. Mm-hmm. But like their reaction, they should look at. They should look at that, and his approach, he should look at that. Definitely. Whereas if it's kinder, and it just says, "Hi, girls, are you enjoying your night?" Yeah. Simple as that. Just yeah. the simpler with dating, the kinder with dating, the gen, just gentle and nice and everything like that. That's the appealing thing, probably about the six, six the table for six. Table yeah. for six is that when you have dinner, you have time to actually mm-hmm. have more. Uh, there's kind of uh just let things develop whereas yeah. in in that bar environment the often the guy's going to be very drunk for mm-hmm. a start yeah and he's probably our tr- girls yeah or girls yeah. yeah and he's trying to play some sort of game you yes. know that uh, we're like well i'm going to be mean to this one and then nice that one yeah. all this kind of stuff it's and you, you think you think like women mm-hmm. uh have that intuition and they're a lot smarter yeah. you know absolutely uh, they can't be, be gained but but um but then i i also wonder about like uh, does it get to a stage where a man, if he has years and years of being turned down by women, that mm-hmm. he ends up becoming a misogy- like uh, a misogynist, you know, or say like women? In fact, I just learned this term the other day. Men that hate women are called misogynists, okay. or that's misogyny. Yeah. Women that hate men, that's called misandry. Okay. Which is a word that most people don't probably yes. know. So, but but I wonder if it gets to a stage where after years and years of dating, where mm-hmm. you're like, I'm. I'm kind of against guys because I've had so many bad experiences or I'm against women because I've had so many bad experiences. Do you do you see that, that kind of psychological yeah, I've, maybe I've, trauma, you could say? Yeah, and um, emotional exhaustion. So I That's meet so many word. people that come to me and they're emotionally exhausted from all these little traumas. It doesn't tend to be as much out and about anymore because people don't approach people as much anymore mm. on a night out. If you are talking to someone as well, they're less likely to ask for your number. They'll ask you what your second name is and where you work so they can find you on LinkedIn or they can find you on whatever different platform. Yeah. So that uh, tends to be the case. But yes, a lot of people come to me and they're like, I'm just exhausted by the whole dating thing. Mm. Can you help? You mm. know, and so, yeah, no problem. I, we can have a chat and see what you're looking for. Sometimes it's a case of they're looking in the wrong place or they've pigeonholed themselves into something. So like an example would be a gentleman that I have in my books at the minute. He would like to meet a business lady that's independent in herself, that is a strong character and everything because he's a businessman himself. Mm. But he would also like her to stay at home and mind kids when they have children and everything like, you know, and mm. 
understand that he works crazy hours and I'm like that's two different people yeah exactly so you're looking for two different people in one so you want her to be like frontiering her life and then so for someone like him he's like am I going this direction am I going that direction he doesn't know where he's going so like you have to have a chat with him about that Mm -hmm. Um, I very often find and as your listenership is probably a lot more females so a lot of ladies come to me um, that would be working in whatever line of business very often they're business owners or they're in bigger jobs they've kind of left a little bit later in life to meet their person or they just haven't met them along the way and the probably the most important uh, information I'll ever say to them is when they're in a working environment they are working in their masculine energy so you've your masculine energy and your feminine energy and there it's it's fluid it works between people like in certain situations I'll have masculine energy and other situations of feminine energy it's the same for men but in their day-to-day working life it can be very masculine so I'd have a lot of people that are barristers solicitors business owners that they're like putting themselves out there out there out there fighting 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 all day long so then when they actually meet a gentleman they're used to working on that pace so Mm. they expect the guy to be like I'm going to um do you want to go on a date okay five o'clock you book the restaurant everything (laughs) like that you know it's like go 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 and it's just like relax yeah because i have never yet regardless of any woman i've never met a woman that doesn't want to be treated like a lady and i've never met a man that doesn't want to be treated like a man Mm. so we still are and as we spoke about there a little while ago we still are human okay i'm still a female you're still a male you know you still want to be treated like a female you still they will still you still want to be treated like a man but um what very often happens is that's not what is happening now in mm-hmm. society. The mm-hmm. lady is in her masculine energy a lot. Um, and she expects him then to be this. And as well, the expectation of women expect men to be like rom-com style, where he's going to be like this professional dater and know exactly what she wants and where what type of restaurant and be swept off her feet and everything. But again, this guy might have done all that two or three times over and mm-hmm. wasn't appreciated. Was told, look, I'm kind of looking more for a bad boy sort of thing. So... Well, you have to ask yourself. As yeah. I don't want to interrupt you, yeah, but on, uh, you have to ask yourself as well. We we have to ask ourselves: yeah. Why is Fifty Shades of Grey the biggest selling book of all time? Is that correct? I think it's like. Is it one of them? Probably. Yeah, is. I think it's like the or the fastest like or could, biggest. I selling honestly book. was watching it, but and I was like, I'm "Who are <laughs> the women that are actually?" No, like I've never. I've never seen it. Yeah. I've never read anything about it. Mm-hmm. I know the the lead actor. Jamie something. Uh, yeah, I think Jamie Jordan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just watched uh, The Fall on Netflix. Okay, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all right looking. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but maybe that is like a backlash against something in society where we're like, he's the ultimate, like, I mean, he's a sadomasochist for God's yeah, sake. He's a bit, he's not a millionaire, he's a billionaire, I think. Yes. And he's like insanely handsome. Like, yes. you can't get more handsome than that. But, uh, uh, unattainable because he's emotionally not there it's like, yeah, yeah it's just like i have to chase him but i can't chase him so, so is yeah. that is that like the sometimes like in society we we lean so much far one way that we play out fantasies in our head mm-hmm. like fishy shades of gray yeah. to maybe try and find that balance yeah. as it were um i mean one of the things i um i i uh i've, I've, I've recognized as you were talking yeah. before about finding commonalities and the masculine and feminine i have to address i mean obviously i said 
slapping a bird's ass. Now, no, that, know, that yeah. was seven years ago. I know. But, but I will say I, I've kind of become... I don't... I, I'm in your energy now. I don't okay. see you as that sort of person. Okay, but right, yeah. Anyway, yeah. But just to say, like, just say, I, I would say I have a lot of masculine energy still, yeah. even though I've been softened as I've gotten older. Yeah. That's how you go. You've just had a daughter as well. Yeah. Wait another year. I know, yeah. <laughs> and your testosterone goes down after 30. I'm 38, you know, so... Yeah. Okay, and stuff. So that I'm... But I am still like got a lot of masculine yeah, of energy, course. and Rachel's got a lot of feminine energy. Yes. So we play Enhanced that. Each other, yeah. yeah, we we that works really well with us. But um, Maraid, you said about uh, finding commonality through things like yoga or activities, mm-hmm. but even uh, that sounds like a kind of um, almost like an obvious thing to say. But really, you could delve even deeper into that. Because if you like, let's say yoga. Mm-hmm. Yoga is not just like a bit of stretching. It's it's, it's a almost lifestyle. it's a lifestyle, yeah. right? So therefore, you don't realize it, but this person maybe likes certain food, or they do certain mm-hmm. things in the morning, or they have certain spiritual or religious types of holidays, types or of holidays. How they want to raise their children, all everything. That's like, a yes. that's a massive one. Absolutely. And this and me and Ray were talking about this the other day. We said like, oh, we get. I said we get on really well, blah blah. And she said, kid, more than that we have the same principles in life. Yeah. We were both raised very religious mm-hmm. and we're kind of anti that now to a degree, yeah. as in, because secular, is that the right word? Yeah. Or atheist. Um, and we both have very close to our families, mm-hmm. like real close, have both had like working class upbringings. Mm-hmm. And those three things alone, they're like, you, you, um, cause, cause ultimately you can date and have fun and stuff, but you want to stay with the person, that conversation of, yeah. What's it going to be like in 10 years comes up? Absolutely. Well, what I always look for in my clients before I even bring them on, I don't take on everybody. I, I'll only take on people that I feel that I can help. So if, if I feel that someone's being unrealistic or if I feel I don't won't be able to find a suitable match for what they're looking for, I don't take them on. But there's six characteristics that I look for in somebody. Someone that's kind is always number one. Someone that's happy. Someone that uh, is healthy. Someone that looks after their appearance because obviously that's just a natural thing anyway. Someone that's free and available to date. So I don't mean just single. I mean that they're actually ready to meet somebody. Sometimes they can be broken up from a 15-year marriage and come and like, can you just set me up with someone next week? It's like, no, you <laughs> need so much work to do, you know. Um, and then the last one is someone with similar values. Um, and I, when I say values, it brings in everything. It's like values, lifestyle. Very often it comes into culture as well. Um, because culture then bring we kind of brings in how you would like your children to be raised and everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a whole person, similar life, everything. I would say a commonality like yoga, yes, that is more of a lifestyle. But sometimes people say to me, Oh, I like I my ex and myself, we just had nothing in common. Okay. Now to me that would sound like their chemistry wasn't right. Like if I use examples closer to home, like my parents, so my dad is sixty one and still plays five-a-side soccer two or three times a week. He goes cycling every Saturday and Wednesday. You know, my mum isn't into any of that. She goes to get her hair done on a Saturday morning and, you know, does other things on other evenings and everything. But they're not exactly stuck in each other's pockets. So I think it's healthy as well not just to have everything similar. I think it's important to have a little bit of independence and time, you know, um, that you're not too much in each other's pockets, but still that you value each other when it comes to lifestyle choices mm. or family choices or upbringing and stuff like that yeah. you know um values is such an yeah. important word because i remember when i was single and my friends were single and one of the key things a lot of lads would say was 
I'm meeting these girls or this girl, but she doesn't do anything. I ask her like what her hobbies are mm. and I'll say football or whatever and they don't have any interest. interest yeah. But that word interest is so boring. It's values is way more important. Yeah. Like tell me about your dad, tell me about your mum yeah. or your siblings. What was it like growing up? And I and I think that that that's quite deep conversation yeah. to have. And uh, it's maybe because of this environment yes. of sending direct uh what's it called you're really tuned in yeah you're really tuned in actually to a lot of the stuff that i cover because even what you're saying there how i would describe that is sometimes when people are on a date and this is actually a really first date or any date or actually a relationship skill okay very often people can have very um would we say shallow or very um superficial superficial conversations kind of like tinder style conversations table mm. tennis so it's like what's your favorite color where do you like to go on holidays <laughs> like you like football what team do you support okay so obviously to some people that's like highly important but actually what you're talking about there is building a connection mm -hmm. so what i often find is people that are best on dates are people that are good conversationalists but actually even deeper than that again is someone that is naturally interested in other people so really what you're talking about there is like when you said about meeting Rachel and she was starting to do sign language and stuff like that. Like she's, that was her showing examples of her kindness, you know, that of good values, all these different things that I've just spoke about, those characteristics. If you are in a date situation, asking someone even simple questions, I had a couple went on a date there about three weeks ago and he said, she was really fascinating. Like I just, the conversations we had, like he said, most people just talk about what you do for a living, what sort of car do you drive? And I said, do people ask you what sort of car do you drive? But anyway, obviously some people are. But um, he said she was asking me questions like, are you more like your mum or your dad? Oh, and wow. how do you feel about that? And, you know, and really asking engaging questions that she was genuinely interested about him, mm -hmm. about who he was, what sort of a person he was. It wasn't an interview style at all. It was a natural flow, an organic kind of conversation. So that's why I'm saying you're very tuned into it because it is, you're building a connection with someone. Um, mm. A great book to read on that is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Classic. Um, brilliant book, but really it's a life skill and it's a business skill as well. You very often find people that are good in business are also very good at dating um, or the feedback from their dates is very good. They just possibly haven't met the right person or their, their approach is a little bit wrong. Mm -hmm. But the conversation, the feedback is they're a really nice person. Mm. Um, also as well, things like asking more questions sometimes people come to me like i've one or two clients that i've had to say to them if i hear that you have even spoken 40 percent on that date because you talk 90 percent of the time in all conversations like there's some clients i can't get off the phone mm -hmm. and i have to actually say to them stop for five seconds at, like take a breath like what are you like on a date mm -hmm. you talk i mean it's a hard conversation to have obviously but it is building a conversation building a connection um, really getting to know somebody mm -hmm. is the important thing and sometimes people can be on a date and they can find it's go drifting into the there obviously has to be the drift into the smaller kind of kind of silly shallow questions as well because you don't want the whole thing to be super intense <laughs> at the same time you know but um, and it's a good like if there's an awkward silence or anything like that yeah absolutely but sometimes you could be on a date and you could be end up talking about like the most random stuff mm -hmm. But you're actually still should try and bring it back to a good connection. Yeah, I, but 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 as well as it's being the connection, mm -hmm. physicality. Yes. Like um, we, we you said at the very start that I said about we're gonna have a hug and COVID mm -hmm. or whatever, but um, 
some people just don't have that as much they're not yeah. as um just not as, as tactile engaging or touching yeah, yeah and, and 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 i think that what, what all this social distancing which i know some of it's necessary mm-hmm. and doing things digitally if you leave it what i experienced i went for a period of being pretty unconfident mm-hmm. unconfident yeah in dating because um the whole tinder thing kind of ruined me because i just was like well i'm i'm actually not getting many dates here yeah. and it's crazy though isn't it I re- yeah and I'm I like thought, based on two your life has changed based on two photographs yeah you know? exactly and then and then my friends were like no you need to put up seven not five photos and they should be like this and you know mm-hmm. and but then so basically i had, I, I had unsuccessful time doing that right yeah. and then i found that i whenever i got a date because it was so rare mm-hmm. i was like real pent up and i couldn't yeah. Um, I you know I remember meeting this girl in Temple Bar, and I was walking. I was like, she doesn't look like a picture. But then yeah. she looked more disappointed to see me. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, well, I'm, I was, I was like, yeah, this is. But I, those things are etched into my head. And then um, I, I remember like normally I'd be quite physical, like you know, yeah. but like put my hand on the knee or something. <laughs> I was getting a drink. That but is a good thing to do, by the way. It builds breaks down barriers. Yeah, but yeah. then if you don't do it. And then you leave it, say, an hour into the date, and then you're like, I haven't, like, we haven't touched yeah. each other for an hour, and we're on a date. It, it becomes too Literally obvious like, then. Yeah. yeah. Like robotic, <laughs> kind of, I'm going to touch your leg. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Kind of, so yeah. But, I, I mean, um, do you, so do you train, or do you advise people on touch as well? I, I recommend sometimes, if I, I do ask them how, how they're getting on flirting or anything like that. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I do. It depends on the person, if I'm honest, okay? Because naturally people are going to be themselves on a date okay but i do think a certain level of touch is very important um i do think when you meet someone a hug is good at the moment obviously it's a little bit you know um or even just a kiss in the cheek or anything as well mm-hmm. um i think it's really lovely when a guy leads you into a restaurant so opens the door and not slaps your ass in the way and as some guys would like to say <laughs> but put your hand on your back i'm not talking about you I wouldn't do that. no i'm <laughs> no, talking no, no. it's a it's a thing that you see on social media the whole time i'm the sort of guy that opens the door for you but will slap your ass on the way and it's a social media kind, kind of, of mean picture. thing yeah it is and it's kind of i think some girls are like hmm. But, you know, but at the same time they did it, they were like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So it's the, it's kind of the fantasy thing as well. And we're talking about... that for private. Yeah, yeah. Even when we're talking about Grey's Anatomy, I think it's more of a fantasy thing than a real life because I think most girls, and I would hope most girls at this stage, would be like, get whatever, you know. <laughs> Unless they're into that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. open to all sorts. But... Um, but you can't... It must be hard to train that because I think you've... It is. That natural uh, tactileness, if that's the word. Yeah. Because some people do that from an early age more so yes. than, than others. Um, but um, but then to, to... So how far do you go with the training, if you know what I mean? It depends on the person. Some people are way open to more. They're like, give me more training, give me more training. What else do I need to know and everything? Some people are just like, send me on dates. I have to be careful, I suppose, um, with matchmaking. My service is introducing people. And I will help them whatever way I can. I can also do date coaching with them. But um, it depends on the person. Some okay. people, like, if someone comes into you and they're extremely nervous, um, like I get people, even in their 40s, that have never been on a date, sometimes very successful business women or men, that just life passed them by. You know, when they were in their teens and everybody was kissing each other and moving on to the next thing and everything like that, they just got a little bit left behind. So mm. sometimes it can be that. I have people on my books that have been married for three years and it has some or sorry three times would say and 
you know, uh, I don't find anybody that's married, sorry. Um, but they've been married three times and they're like, I just don't know what's going right and everything or wrong or whatever. Mm. I also consent sometimes people off for counselling before they can join matchmaking. People come with all different stories. But I think with flirting, um, it's something that everybody, it's a life skill. It really is. I think we're very bad at it. I think the more open you are to flirting and the more better you are at flirting, the more people will flirt with you mm. because you're more comfortable in yourself. So if you, yeah. and I always say when they're going on dates, well, bring the energy. So I, I do more things like this, like bring the energy you want on date. If you come in and you're like real rigid and you're like, hi, I'm like really nervous. The other person knows Matt like, oh my God, I'm really nervous. Or they're going to be like, why is she so nervous? Like, this yeah. is crazy. Um, But if you bring the energy, so it's like, hi, how are you? You know, or if, say if you're walking in the door, I've had people fall in the door of the restaurant and all sorts of things. They get up and they laugh about it. Just always laugh. Just mm. always have a bit of fun. Don't take yourself too seriously enjoy life i am um, for women i always say fun flirty and feminine for guys i always say lead just lead just suggest it you know or say come on we get like like when we get to start come on we get some chocolate cake i haven't met a girl lady before that doesn't like chocolate cake or mm, you know and just it, nice little things it just shows the adventure of it all yeah. you know yeah um there, there are no rules that's the great thing about love and dating there are no rules you see all the books the rules and the game and everything like that yeah. just you are presenting yourself, but be comfortable in yourself um, mm. and bring the right energy. Um, I had a couple that went on date a few weeks ago that their first date went phenomenally well. The feedback was exceptional. He was like, I was actually afraid to even ask her out on a second date in case she'd say no. I just wanted the little bubble of how great the first <laughs> date went. And I was like, come on, like ask her out again. But like the second date then they went on, um, she said to me, I just didn't feel I was in the right energy. So I said to her, okay, so the next, or this week, before you go on your next date with them, they're still dating, um, before you go on your next date with them, why don't you, this week, make a little playlist on Spotify of songs that really get you going, yeah. that really, like, have you in a good buzz going in. She was nervous going into the second date because she really wanted it to work. She really liked him. So she brought a different energy with her. Whereas the next time she was going to meet him, she listened to the playlist on the way in the taxi and the car, you know, just getting ready and everything. And she's like... It really made a difference she mm. said i was a completely different person my energy was different we both had a better night because i was in the right place yeah so there's so many elements yeah like, that e the energy really the energy is, is something that um you have to muster that if you mm. if you go in so i were like back drawing, uh, um talking about that period that i had mm. what i noticed then is i started putting myself down a lot yes so i'd get to the into the date and i would like immediately uh say something negative about myself mm -hmm. or play myself down and then and i think sometimes while we do that in english slash irish culture because we think it's endearing yeah. like if you say to someone you say to an irish lady oh i love your shirt they'll say oh it's t 10 pennies. euro f yeah. pennies you know yeah. instead of thank you yeah and um i i found with rach you know i said to rach that she was beautiful on our first date and she maybe because i'm english she let me kind of was like oh there must be an english thing they're just english guys yeah. are comfortable confident saying yeah, but, but it's not yeah. so she kind of uh said thank you you know yeah. um as opposed to i wouldn't have done that before because i'd be a afraid to be like oh, so to, oh shut up yeah you know I, it's, yeah and, and it that is it, that I think it all goes back mm -hmm. ultimately to the vulnerability. And I really wonder, now that we have this avatar online of our social media mm -hmm. and everything is curated to seem quite perfect, yeah. that 
I wonder if that reinforces then this lack mm -hmm. of willingness to be vulnerable. And yeah. and uh, Alan Elaine, but I, 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 I quote this guy a lot, but Elaine de Botton uh, often says that um, vulnerability is the key to connection. It is. Vulnerability is. Yeah. Now, without feeling like you're are not coming across with, say, I need help and you need to help me in <laughs> that sort of way. So just be careful with the balance of it. But yeah, being vulnerable, um, it does show, like I would say, the most successful dates I was ever on, and I it was a game changer, because I do come across as a strong lady. I worked in finance for seven years, mm. you know, in a pretty big job before I started doing matchmaking. And um, I really, like I've really looked at all areas of my dating along the way so that I could help my clients better. But honestly, the, the game changers was on the dates you'd be on and not that I was a mess but with the ones where I cried so you'd be telling a story and you'd well up you know and it could be a fun story mm -hmm. or a happy story and you could actually just well up and the difference honestly the the, the energy changed mm -hmm. how he saw me changed you know and that happened not with just one guy who cried a lot of days but, you know <laughs> what I mean? but no it's um it's like it just showed the vulnerability and then they're like oh well i mind you and everything now if you're going out like a mess like don't go out now if you're like after being watching 10 you know tearjerkers all day and everything yeah. like that but to see a different element the vulnerability of me um mm. i i really saw a difference there um because i am like let's go let's go let's go you know and the happy side i even with the type of job that I would have had um, earlier in my career, it would have always had to be best foot forward. And with finance and everything, you have to be the strong pillar, like we're going to look after your finances sort. Mm. Um, so to show a little bit of vulnerability and a bit of softness and everything like that, it does. Mm -hmm. It really does um, yeah. help to build that connection and to see this person, uh, you know, is, is a human. Mm -hmm. They're not, it builds that um, and reduces down the disposable disposable i think as well it kind of scares guys sometimes when you cry but it also lets them maybe really see you. maybe they're not the right guy then in that circumstance yeah, so, you know because if you can't yeah but laughter tears whatever it may be yeah. emotion um is, is so important and and speaking of which um you are you doing a podcast yes aren't you i am so <laughs> I've, I've recorded what's it going to be four. called and when's it going to be yeah. out so <laughs> it is called, you've got a world exclusive now, so um, would like to meet is going to be the name of my podcast. Okay. The reason I'm starting my podcast is because I've met so many people along the way that I felt need a little bit of help in this area, that area. So I have a number of different experts on talking about how different areas of dating that I feel that people could do a little bit more help with. Mm -hmm. And um, so we've got flirting and seduction. We've got people that are dealing with past problem relationships and people that a lot of people come to me that are single that if I say to them, can you, can you, you know, imagine yourself or visualize yourself with someone they've been single for so long that they're like, oh, my God, I actually can't even see myself with somebody. Mm. So all of these things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be out the first week in October. Great. And so, Murray, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? To lovehq.ie. Murray, that was fantastic. Thank Brilliant. You. Thank you so much for the lovely chat. Thank you so much for enjoying the episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes, maybe share with a friend, tell somebody, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you would like to look after yourself, you know, if you're looking to meet someone, you're thinking, I want to be my best self, I want to be calm, I want to be physically feeling good about myself, then you can practice yoga 
and meditation with me online. Just 19 euro a month and you get a free seven day trial. Cancel anytime after that as well. Yeah, just check out kevinboyyoga.ie forward slash membership. <laughs> Thanks as always for listening or watching. Uh, I hope to catch up with you again next week.